Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This friendly Mother's Day reminder is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers.com. Mother's Day is this Sunday. You don't have time to put this off any longer. Head to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on last-minute Mother's Day gifts. From bouquets to sweet surprises, mom deserves the best. Order your gift from 1-800-Flowers before time runs out. To order today, go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash ACAST. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast. I am currently sharing my book Catching Cats, a chapter a week, and this week is chapter six. Enjoy. Nessa leads me through the house, which seems much larger on the inside than it looked from the outside. We climb a sweeping black marble staircase up to a large living room. One wall is floor-to-ceiling windows. The world beyond is darkness. It sends a shiver up my spine, and I shudder. Nessa notices and snaps her fingers three times. Heavy silver curtains slide closed over the windows and brighten up the room. My mouth drops open. How did you do that? Nessa shrugs like it's no big deal. I told you. You can learn a lot from Lady Morgan. This is the first thing I've figured out. It's a start. She leads me down a bright white hallway to the last door on the left. This is your room. I left you some books. Read them tonight. You need to catch up. Thanks. Good night. She nods curtly and crosses the hallway. Her room is right across from mine. I slip into my room and close the door behind me. I lock it out of habit. The sound of the lock engaging brings me peace. The room is blue. Everything is decorated in varying shades of the sky. I sink into the soft mattress and sigh. The bed is wide, almost filling the room. Pillows of every shade and texture litter the bed. I burrow beneath the thick, warm blankets and let out another contented sigh. I slide willingly into the darkness of sleep. Maria places a crown of twigs and flowers on my head. I reach up to touch it, but she slaps my hands away. Don't. It's perfect. Maria smiles. Something is wrong. Her eyes are cloudy and gray. Maria, are you dead? She nods. Am I dead? She laughs. No, silly. Not yet, anyway. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you win. Win what? She laughs again. The sound is strange. It warps and changes. Bells. I'm hearing bells. I open my eyes and the room is bright. The curtains have been thrown wide and my room is filled with sunshine. Lady Morgan stands beside the bed, ringing a tiny gong. I blink my eyes. Her streak of white hair has grown wider overnight. Is that possible? 
Lady Morgan smiles her wretched smile and gestures to the side table. A big breakfast surrounded by candles and flowers is laid out for me. Breakfast is served. One of the perks of living here. Breakfast in bed. She turns and strides from the room with purpose. I remember some of what Nessa told me the night before. About Lady Morgan and her magic. I lay in bed a little longer. Whatever awaits me in this strange place, it is better than what is waiting for me at home. I turn to the food and devour my breakfast. On impulse, I scoop up the flowers and find a flat blue stone underneath. It has been shaped and polished into a perfect oval. The edges are smooth and rounded. I run my thumb along the edge and feel something. A slight vibration. A hum in the air. I slip the stone into my dress pocket and tuck a flower behind my ear. I hear the murmur of voices and follow the sound down the hall to the large living room. The curtains are open, and the room is bright with pale gold sunlight. Nessa is sitting on a narrow black sofa. She wears a dress identical to mine, except her dress is trimmed with rubies. Lady Morgan sits across from her in a winged silver chair. It dwarfs her, revealing how small she truly is. A sky-blue chaise sits empty between them. My place. They stop speaking when I appear. Nessa watches me expectantly as I settle onto the chaise. Well, did you read the books? My forehead breaks out in a light sweat. I forgot about the books. I swallow hard. I didn't get a chance. I was exhausted. I fell asleep. Nessa's face darkens. She crosses her arms and pointedly turns away from me. She doesn't like me, and I am not doing a very good job of winning her over. Lady Morgan's face flashes with disappointment, but it is quickly replaced with her usual benign smile. That's all right. Books are not for everyone. She pulls out the thin metal box from her pocket and touches the shiny black surface. It shines forth with brilliant white light, she holds it up and presses the glowing side to my forehead. I cry out in shock. The box is warm. Nothing happens at first. I try to see Lady Morgan beyond the bright light seeping out at the edges. I can't see anything, but I can hear her voice. It sounds distant, as if she's speaking to me from the end of a long tunnel. Close your eyes. I close my eyes and it all appears at once. Information flying at me in pictures and numbers and feelings. A sharp pain stabs me behind the eyes and I raise my hands. No, keep your eyes closed. It passes. Words are rolling over me. My head is swelling. I can feel it stretching the limits of my skin. There is too much. The pain grows worse. It fills my head and begins working its way throughout my body. It reaches my heart, and I clutch at my chest as a searing fire burns there. The world is swaying around me. It dips and dives as I try to remain upright. I reach out for something to hold on to. A face appears amidst the chaos. It is not one I recognize. He is younger than me, but not by much. Coppery skin and dark hair. His eyes are black, completely void of color. A shiver rushes through me and douses the fire in my chest. I collapse into darkness. 
When I open my eyes, I am staring up at an intricately decorated golden ceiling. I groan and try to sit up, but pain shoots behind my eyes. Black dots swim over my vision, and I fall back onto the chaise. Lady Morgan stands beside me. The strange metal box is still in her hand, but it hangs at her side now. Nessa's dark eyes are wide. Her face is paler, which makes the freckles on her nose more prominent. What happened? What did you do to me? I want to sound angry, but my voice comes out as an almost inaudible whisper. Lady Morgan slips the box back into her pocket. You're all right. It sounds almost like a question. Am I? What happened to me? My chest was on fire. I thought my head was going to explode. Lady Morgan gives me a small smile. Just her lips. No gruesome teeth this time. She is disappointed in me. There's something I'm not getting. I'll get us some tea. With a nod, she vanishes down the staircase. Nessa is still staring at me. I notice she is gripping the sofa, her shiny black nails digging into the plush cloth. That was messed up. What did she do to me? I managed to slowly raise myself up, so I am able to look Nessa in the eyes. There is fear there. Nessa, what did she do? She shakes her head and bites her lower lip. That weird artifact thing is some kind of magic. She wanted to do that to me when I got here, but she asked me first, and I said no. I can't believe she just did that without warning you. What does it do? What happened to me? I think you almost died. The amount of knowledge she was trying to transfer was way too much. I told you to read the books. Slow down. I don't understand. Even as the words left my lips, I did understand. It came to me all at once. I could see it. Rows and rows of organized files. Information. I raised a hesitant finger and pointed at the heavy silver curtains. They slid closed with great force and burst into flames. The fire consumed them in seconds and showered down in bright sparks. Nessa and I stared at the windows in silence. Well, Nessa said after a moment, I guess we need new curtains. Lady Morgan was not angry about the fire. In truth, she was thrilled. Her experiment, though incredibly dangerous and potentially deadly, was a success. Lucky me. I didn't die. Now I get to be the proud owner of all the knowledge in the universe. The ancient ways. The ways of the people before us and the ones before them. All of time and history was crammed into my aching brain. Lady Morgan gave me a cup of tea and urged me to drink. It will dull the headache. Trust me, it works. I didn't trust her. Not at all. But the tea did bring my headache down to a dull tension behind my eyes. She asked Nessa to go out to the garden and give us a chance to speak. Nessa shot a worried glance in my direction, but she did as she was told. Lady Morgan circled the room, lighting candles, even though the sun shone bright through the uncovered windows. She lit sticks of incense and left them on the mantel. She circled the room three times and then sat down across from me. How do you feel? Her dark eyes were probing, but there was still kindness there. 
I didn't know how to answer. What is your name? Lark. I blinked. It was there. My name. I knew my name. Of course I did. I knew everything. Lady Morgan laughed as it dawned on me. Why do I know everything? She smiled her terrible smile. The Ancient Ones were a busy people. Busy? I'd never heard the word, but suddenly the meaning appeared. Lady Morgan waited. I nodded that I understood, and she continued. You do not know everything. Your body could not stand the strain. There will be holes in your knowledge. Because I passed out. She nods and tosses a bundle of leaves and twigs into the fire. Flames leap out of the fireplace for a moment before dying back down. Yes, you have most, but not all. She stares at me for a moment, and I squirm under her attention. I feel like she can see under my skin. The rest you will learn with Nessa. She's a quick one. I'd say she's almost as wise as you are, and she's done it all through study. I feel an unexpected pang of jealousy. I could have done it through studying, too. Of course you could have. But there isn't time for that. It's not your fault, of course. It's mine. I wasted too much time. She stares into the fire, lost in thought. I wait for her to speak, but she remains silent. A shiver ripples through me, and I see Nessa in my mind. There's a feeling of danger. Something isn't right. I stand up swiftly and startle Lady Morgan from her daze. Oh, Lark, dear, you're still here. Go outside and check on Nessa, won't you? She turns her attention back to the fire. I hurry out to the garden where I find Nessa kneeling in the dirt and crying. The garden is soggy from the rain, and she sits surrounded by rotten vegetables. She looks up as I approach. This is your fault. Look at my poor garden. Look what you did. Tears and rage mix on her sweet, round face, and I take a step back. I'm sorry, Nessa. I didn't make the storm. I didn't even know magic was real until last night. The emotion on her face melts away. She sighs and stands up. Her shoulders slump as she gives a final sad glance at her rotten plants. Fine. It is what it is. You don't control that crazy old lady. She kicks at a moldy tomato and brushes dirt from her dress. All right, come on. She begins walking away from the garden and toward the forest on the eastern side of the house. Where are we going? My voice breaks just a little. Nessa smiles at my fear. It's fine. There are no cats where we're going today. That didn't bode well for the future, but I followed her anyway. We crossed the field behind the garden and made our way into the orchard. I cringed at the trees surrounding me, but the fear passed as quickly as it came. A feeling of serenity washed over me. I knew I was safe here. Nessa seemed to read my thoughts. She stopped and turned to me. This is the safest place in the world. You can always come back here. She kept walking. I didn't entirely know what she meant, but the thought slipped away as I began to try to pick apples from the trees on the far end of the orchard. After I'd blown up a couple of trees, Nessa commanded me to stop. I shoved my hands into my pockets and trudged along behind her as she doubled her pace.
You're no fun, I muttered under my breath. With Nessa's new speed, we were across the orchard in minutes. No time for apple picking or sightseeing. A shiver rushed through me as I crossed out of the orchard. We stood at the edge of the forest. Gnarled and ancient trees loomed over us. I sucked in my breath as if someone had punched me in the stomach. What are we doing here? Nessa didn't answer. She was standing on the very edge of the forest and peering into the gloom beneath the trees. Nessa, what are you doing? She held up her hand to silence me. She kept her eyes trained intently on the forest. Aha! I got you, Nessa! A teenage boy tumbled out of the tree and tackled her to the ground. Get off, Rav! Nessa gave him a shove and he fell over laughing. It was the boy from my vision. He smiled at me. His teeth were white and looked sharp, like the drawings Jeremy did on the wall of the apartment, in a life that felt like it was ages ago. Nice to see you again. He extended his hand to me. He had strange symbols tattooed all over his forearms. I shook his hand but did not reply. Being this close to the forest seemed to repress my ability to think. I strained to see if I could understand the tattoos running across his wrist. They looked like waves, and I could almost grasp their meaning. He turned to Nessa, who was watching impatiently with her hands on her hips. Are you ready? Nessa nodded solemnly. Ready for what? I asked. But I knew. They ignored my question, and I watched in horror as Nessa followed Rav into the forest. She moved with confidence, but I saw a flicker of fear on her face as she turned to call to me over her shoulder. Hurry up, Lark! Hearing my name sent a jolt of electricity through me. I tried to peer into the gloom, but it was too dark to see anything. Nessa and Rav were moving away from me. They seemed to shine like a beacon in the murk, and I followed them with my eyes until they were out of sight. I heard Nessa call my name one more time. She sounded far away. I took a deep breath and tried to will myself to step into the forest. My body refused to cooperate. I couldn't see Nessa and Rav at all now. I started to panic. My heartbeat was pounding in my temples, and stars danced in front of my eyes. I slipped out and floated above my own body. I was astonished to see my own face. It had aged a decade in the last few years. I watched in horror as I stepped into the forest. And then I rushed back into my body, and a warm, protective darkness closed over me. That is the end of Chapter 6, Book Lovers. If you are enjoying Catching Cats and don't want to wait to finish it, there is a link to the paperback and Kindle versions in the show notes. And while you're checking that out, also check out Nature Head Co. for some super comfy and fun clothes that are great for lounging, reading, or out and about. <laughs> and if you use code FRAPP, F-R-A-P-P, you can get 15% off your order. I'll be back next week with a new chapter of Catching Cats. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading.